0: What's going on guys? Welcome back to Let It Grow Investing. I am Jeff and thanks for stopping in with me to uh, talk a little bit about the market today and what's going on out there. It's uh, it's another rough, rough Wednesday here, but uh, we'll get all that sorted. And I just want to point out that we do have links in the description to get you started. If you're looking to get into uh, crypto or a uh, brokerage, we have some different links for webullcrypto.com. Uh, E-Trade and Binance. So if you're looking to get started in one of those, please use my link and uh, you get a little bit of help uh, either with some free shares or some cash back from uh, the different brokerages that, that I have there. But um, yeah, so there's uh, you know quite a bit of news going on out there as normal. Sometimes I think I'm going to run out of stuff to say and then the market does not disappoint. It, uh, it's definitely been a roller coaster out there. So, you know, yesterday on Tuesday, Powell came out and said that uh, he's not, you know, above raising the uh, rates of, out of the neutral zone, meaning that we can get some higher rates possibly. And um, that, coupled with some different earnings for some retail companies, ultimately have uh, the the market selling off pretty drastically. And overall, it just looks like the the markets just want to go down. That's just where they're headed. We're still on this multiple correction, and uh, ultimately, you know, we, we haven't quite seen the bottom. We, we think we do, and then, you know, some names all reverse at the same time. We had three green days, and now, you know, just a abomination of a day here, and uh, I think the, the NASDAQ, let's pull up the current numbers and see what's ju- going on out there. Boy, it uh, is definitely rough. Dow, oh boy, down 1,161 points right at the market close on Wednesday, 3.5%. NASDAQ down 566 points, 4.73%. The S&P down $164, 4%. So, you know, definitely a lot of uh, sell side pressure, not a lot of buyers. I think they did come in earlier in the week and now they have uh kind of been taken over by the bears. So ultimately what happened? Uh we had some retail numbers this week from uh, companies like Walmart, Target, Home Depot, Lowe's, TJ Maxx, a lot of those uh those big retail names that uh we were kind of waiting to see what they said, right? And you know, some of it was good on on some of the uh, earnings calls. Uh Home Depot and Lowe's I definitely think had uh had a better uh, story to tell. And uh, uh, Home Depot for one said that business was incredibly strong. They said that a couple times in their conference call. Uh, A lot of demand for people still fixing their homes. Uh, A lot of demand on uh, people looking to upgrade their appliances to something new, more innovation. And uh, just a lot of that business has been working really well. Now on the flip side, when you're looking at Target, Walmart, uh, those were different stories. You know, I'm looking at Walmart down an additional 7% today. Uh, they were at, uh, let's take a, a look at the five day here. Um, we were at about 147 uh, on the 13th and yeah, 148 on the 16th. And now we are at 122. So we've fallen. Uh, probably, I don't know, 15 ish percent in, uh, in a couple days here based off of these, uh, these numbers. And, um, yeah, I mean the, a lot of it was people saying that, uh, they didn't have the right mix of inventory, uh, some supply chain problems, inflation that has just been hurting everyone. And ultimately the goods that they really needed to have in the store, they didn't have in the store Some of the toys were not there for uh, birthday parties people getting back out there Stuff like that wasn't available. So that was a little bit slim. They overordered on some other stuff trying to make up for it Uh, I know target had a inventory of like 72 days, which I think is more than what they normally carry So they overbought undersold and uh, ultimately, it's just been a, a rough period for them. And couple couple that with um, you know some of their their customers maybe having enough money to come in and buy the food that they need. but uh, ultimately, their dollar's not stretching as far. So they didn't have uh, the money to buy these other things that maybe they were buying last year or last quarter. So those were extra inventory items that they just kind of sat on. So we're we're really waiting to see. I, I do think that uh, these are great companies. I do think that this will pass. But uh, as we've seen before, you know, the PE on Walmart is still a 28. And then you couple that with, you know, some of the other numbers from some tech companies. Uh, you know, Google, Facebook, Amazon. I'm, I'm going to guess that Amazon's probably under that at this point. But uh, I know Facebook is much lower. Google's lower, especially on that forward PE basis. So you're paying more to get into a Walmart thinking it's safe. You're paying more to get into Target, Pepsi, Clorox. All these PEs are higher. Everyone thinks that they're safer. You get a little bit of a dividend and people are going to have to go to Walmart, right? That's kind of been what we've said uh, even on here. People are going to have to go to McDonald's or have to go with that cheaper uh, you know, cost-cutting type company in order to have their dollars stretch further. But now when we're seeing that uh, the Walmart supply chain isn't what we thought it was, we thought, you know, hey, Walmart can just call whoever and who's not going to sell to Walmart. Uh, But there's still those trucking problems. There's still a lot of logistical problems. So ultimately, you know, we've got to understand that everyone is going through this inflation, these uh, supply chain issues. And ultimately, uh, the the safety out there is uh, is kind of getting whittled away at as we look at uh, some further companies and demand destruction on some of this inventory that they can't get rid of. So a lot of different problems out there, and uh, you know ultimately I do think that these will come back. Uh, Home Depot is is doing much better. Let me uh, let me take a look at Home Depot over the last couple of days, and. Yeah, they're still down five, uh, 5% five today, but uh, on a five-day, they had been up to about 304, and now today they're at 285. They're down 15 bucks, 5% today. So that uh, that's definitely pretty painful, but that PE is at 19. Their business looks a lot better in the short term. Uh, they do have a, a 2.5% dividend. So there's a lot of... Uh, things point in the right direction for Home Depot and Lowe's. I think, you know, they're kind of getting thrown out amongst some of these other retail names right now. And a couple different buy ratings just came out, uh, today actually on the 18th, you know, 340, 320, 392, 375, and then one hold from Key Bank, and they didn't even put a price target. So I think they just threw that hold, uh, Marker right there and and just kind of said, you know, not not yet. We want to see where it goes But uh, ultimately this is probably one that I would buy. It's one that i'm in uh, I'm, not personally in walmart or target. I had been before target uh, When I was in it the the yield was much higher And then uh, it kind of ran up way too high. I had sold it off And uh kind of kept running so um Maybe if this one comes back down to earth, I would see buying it some more. But uh, you know, Target is down twenty five percent on the day, down fifty three dollars. Just uh, ultimate, just just destroyed today and yesterday after uh, after earnings. So they were at two sixteen, and now we are at uh, one sixty one. So that is uh, definitely brutal. Their PE is down to a fifteen. But uh, maybe wait for this one to, to bottom. You know, it's only a 1.67% dividend. If it got up to two and a half or three, I would probably look to uh, to add this one. But uh, right now, we definitely want to see it kind of st- uh, stabilize, steady, and uh, then maybe start adding in uh, little increments uh, as you're comfortable with it, and as kind of the market will uh, come down to you ultimately where you want to buy and that's where we want to ultimately make our move but uh let's take a a quick break i will come right back we're going to talk about what kind of investor you are and uh, some of the other noise that i've been hearing out there and ultimately how to stay on your own path i know we've talked about that plan and uh and sticking to it and we're going to kind of go through that here in a second so stick around all right guys we are back and uh, before we get into it, if you could go ahead and do me a huge favor uh, by liking, subscribing to the podcast and ultimately sharing it, I would uh, definitely appreciate that. And that's going to be how we're going to build this podcast and the community around it. We've got a, a community over there on Let It Grow uh, on Facebook, Let It Grow Investing. Uh, and we've got, uh, you know, a bunch of members over there looking to talk uh, about their investing strategy. And If you got any questions, feel free to uh, ask them over there as well. Uh, if you would like to support this sh- uh, the podcast, you could do so over at anchor.fm slash let it grow and you can contribute as little as 99 cents a month. And uh, I would appreciate that also. So if you can uh, go ahead and share the, uh, the podcast, that would mean the world to me. And uh, let's get back into it here so you know we are looking at these rising inflation numbers uh well I'm talking gas right now gas and oil prices are definitely on the move they they I think the national average is now over 450 a gallon on regular and I think we're about 550 or 560 on diesel and uh, that's definitely hurting the small business uh certainly hurting me in uh, in the way that uh you know I gotta swipe my card twice to to fill up anything anymore. And uh, that's just kind of how everything's been going over here. But uh, JP Morgan is saying that it can get worse. Uh, and, you know, normally speaking that the, uh, the summertime is, is kind of peak demand. And they're saying for summertime, we could probably go up another 37% from here to uh, just over $6 a gallon. Uh, I think everyone is saying that $5 a gallon is, is going to happen and six is looking more and more possible. Um, I've heard that from a couple people now, but, um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's definitely something to be worried about. I think it's going to certainly hurt demand on travel and ultimately people going out and doing some things. It, uh, it's definitely weighing on, uh, you know, different businesses income. And if they had a, uh, you know, a $2,000 a month bill for fuel last year. I know some, some guys that I work with that, uh, they have more trucks on the road than I do. And, and they're spending about $2,000 a month last year. And now they're, you know, closer to $4,000 a month. So it's, it's certainly hurting those small businesses out there. And, uh, you know, that's, that's coming out of, coming out of everyone's pocket really. But, um, and then we had uh, the uh, J.P. Morgan. Also, uh, the uh, the stockholders went to a vote for uh, Jamie Dimon's uh, bonus that he was looking to get for this year. Uh, I think it was about fifty million or fifty-seven million, and the uh, the stockholders turned that one down. So I definitely think that that is a good thing. Um, you know, his stock price has been falling. You know, kind of with the rest of the market. But uh, I think it's kind of a little little greedy to to ask for an extra fifty or fifty seven million dollars when he could have used that money to uh, to one help his uh, employees, help his stockholders, do a, a another dividend, expand the business. Uh, you know, does he really need another fifty some million dollars? I really don't think so. but um so ultimately that did get turned down. I, I think that happened over at Intel also. I think that one got turned down as well. Uh, I could pull that one up, but I, I believe that one got turned down as well for the, the CEO over there. But um, yeah, going forward. So, you know, we've been talking about this whole idea of having a plan and being uh, a certain type of investor. And, you know, we, we've seen a lot of different uh, moves happening out there with, uh, you know, well, one Elon looking to, to buy uh, Twitter, you know, that whole thing is kind of on hold right now. We've had uh, you know some fake account talk about um, you know, is it really five percent of the the bots on Twitter or is it a larger number? And he's trying to kind of figure out one if he can either kind of talk the, the price down or if he really wants to do it. I'm not too sure as to what the motive is, but ultimately Elon is the type of investor that is going to be looking to build large, you know generational changing type businesses you know from the SpaceX to the Boring Company to Tesla to X.com that was bought out by PayPal all these different things that he's been involved in that's kind of how he's you know just positioned himself so would you expect him to go out and buy uh, Pepsi or Kraft Heinz I wouldn't you know that's that's not his lane that's a that's a Warren Buffett lane Warren is a uh, value investor, right? He's looking at those PEs and he's waiting for that time to be just right to deploy that cash into one of these companies to get the dividend, to buy it at the right rate. Uh, you're getting that higher yield. you're getting you know more p- potential upside based on that price. And then you've got guys like uh, you know Grant Cardone. We'll we'll throw that name into the mix if you don't know him. Uh, he works uh, his company is 10x. And he is strictly a real estate investor, and uh, he doesn't believe in in stocks. He doesn't believe in gold. He thinks that is all garbage. Wants nothing to do with it. And uh, you know, there's all different types of investors out there. And for me, you know, I'm I'm a bit of a mix of those. Uh, You know, throw in the the Kathy Wood name. Uh, I like that uh, up and coming companies. I like having some. the idea of having real estate in my portfolio right now—it's just in REITs. It's not I'm not other than my own home. I don't have any rental properties, which I would like to get into at some point in time, but I haven't done that yet. You know, I do have some of the the Buffett-type stocks where, you know, I'm looking for those valuations. I'm looking for dividends, but uh, ultimately, you don't have to be one or the other. You you can be a mixture of them. You can be all one. Uh, I do know a lot of people that just keep reinvesting in themselves. They keep building their own business. And that's another way to do it. For me, I want to have that income from, uh, have my cash work for me as, as you know, going to generate income for me, have that cash flow. And ultimately, I think all these guys are, are pretty much the same. They know that uh, cash is not going to earn you that money, you know, having, uh, you know, however much money in the bank is not going to really make you any money. Banks are gonna make money off of your money. That's what is happening. So all of these people have earned their money and then they're taking their cash and they are investing it for that passive income. So they're taking it from earned income, you're nine to five, you know you exchange your time for dollars and then they're taking that cash and investing it into a passive income type of plan. Which uh, I think all of those guys and and women are certainly in that same camp. You know, everyone wants to take their cash uh, and then do better with it, right? So that's uh, where I do think that the the worlds do collide, and that ultimately they're all on that same path as they're looking for a way to have their money work for them, and that's ultimately what we're doing here as well. You know, we talk will talk a lot of different ways about how to have your money work for you, whether it's ETFs, growth stocks, crypto—you um, know all the different things that we've talked about—is you know some of it's a little bit riskier, some of it is uh, you know tried and true. But uh, ultimately, I'm exchanging my dollars for that uh, that investment opportunity to get into something that is going to work while I'm sleeping, and that's really where I want you to figure out what what lane you want to be in, if you will. If uh, if stocks are your lane. You know or single stocks are your name great if uh if etfs are your thing that works too you know you don't have to be in any one play or the other and if you've got you know real estate or you know you're just trying to grow your business that is fine as well you know there's there's a lot of different ways to make money out there but you have to put that money to work you have to be able to to take that risk because as we have seen your cash is just not going anywhere especially with inflation rising as rapidly as it has been, so we're we're waiting for that inflection point with the uh, the Fed. Hopefully, we can see, um, you know, that uh, either inflation slowdown or that that interest rate has got to get higher to be above inflation, because then that'll ultimately pump the brakes on the economy as well. But right now, we are just seeing cash pretty much get evaporated. And uh, as I've said, you do need some cash to live. I, I completely understand that. But when you're looking at that plan, you really need to look at which ways are going to set me up for five or 10 years down the road if you've got that kind of time horizon. If not, if you're shorter term, you know you could look at uh, you know some of the treasury bonds, things like that that might not be as long term. They're going to be safer. They might not keep up with inflation right now, but uh, hopefully that inflation number does get back down to where we want it. We're at that two, two and a half percent from uh, some of these eight or 10, 11% numbers that we have been seeing. So when you're looking to uh, get your money to work for you, you need to really think about which lane you wanna uh, you know, kind of go down and uh, understand that sometimes a diversified approach is going to be your best way in order to kind of bring all those worlds together and uh, understand that all of them have their time and place. Uh, I have seen people saying, you know, it's a perfect time to buy real estate. And then I've seen people say, absolutely don't touch real estate right now. So you have to figure out what works for you. And, uh, you know, you, you kind of got to stick with your game plan and do your research on those different things that you think are going to be the best bet for you. But, uh, with that being said, we are still going strong with the, uh, investing challenge here. We've got, uh, well, week 20, we did go ahead and buy that uh, Chevron, and uh, that one did run up, and uh, hopefully that one keeps going, because that's uh, where the, the money's being made lately has been in energy, but uh, for week 21, we are uh, still putting in $200 a week, or I am putting in $200 a week, in uh, hopes to beat out the S&P for the year, and it has been rough out there, but uh, we... We do have some names this week. We got five new ones. And uh, let me pull these up here. Uh, We've got stock number one is going to be Google, G-O-O-G-L. We've got number two is Tesla, T-S-L-A. Number three is Tenable, T-E-N-B. Number four is going to be Affirm, A-F-R-M. And number five is going to be ChargePoint, C H P T. So these, you know, uh, I still think Google's probably too cheap. Um, that peg ratio is down at a, like a 1.1, 1.2. They traditionally trade at a two. So it is much cheaper than average. Their, their five-year average is a two. Tesla has been beaten down on uh, a lot of the different uh, Twitter and Elon news, plus the market's just been selling off. That one, I'm starting to like where we're, the value is. I think you're you're at a safe point where you can go ahead and buy some Tesla. Tenable, a local Maryland company here that is going to be in cybersecurity. Uh, We do have some people in the group that are Tenable employees and uh, they speak very highly about the company. Plus it made some different screeners that uh, I was looking at right now. And I think cybersecurity is going to be a safer play right now as well. A firm has been beat down with a lot of the ARK stocks. And uh, that one, I do think that some of the fintech names could uh, could come back strong. Um, If you want a little bit safer, I'd probably go with Visa, MasterCard. I think some coverage just got initiated. I forget who did that, that they were now a buy. So there is some kind of rotation that they were avoid. Now they're becoming a buy. So you could probably look at those if you're into safer names. But then uh, ChargePoint, you know, that uh, the battery play, lithium play uh, or charging play. I think that one is going to be kind of where the government wants to take, um, you know, automobiles. So I think that's going to be a a big future type uh, play right there. I think we'll definitely see some some big moves in the next five or 10 years. It might be slow right now, but uh, right now I think it's a time that you might want to acquire some of that also. So I'm completely good with any of these five names. Definitely get over there to the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook and get your votes in. I uh, I thank you guys for stopping by. Let's uh, hopefully get some some cash in hand and start buying this dip. And ultimately, I do think that we are at a low. You know, much closer to the bottom than uh, than what the upside is. So I, I think we're a lot safer than what we have been. You just got to pick your names, get your your high quality names ready to go, and uh, really watch the markets. So that's what I got for you guys today. Uh, hopefully this uh, this podcast is bringing you some good value. And uh, as I said before, if you could go ahead and share, I would greatly appreciate that. So thanks for stopping by and I'll see you in the next one.